Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name's Chris Sutton, and as always, I'm excited. Um, today, I'm joined in our lead studio by James Oddy. Hi, James. Hiya. Um, so James is the... I'm going to read this bit. You'll like this. <laughs> James is the author of a couple of books. Um, the one that intrigued me being True Professional, yeah. um, which tells the story of Clive Sullivan, uh, who emerged from one of Cardiff's toughest neighbourhoods to become an icon of rugby league. And Clive was the first ever black Briton to captain a British sports team and overcame a, a lot of adversity in his life, I understand. He did, yeah, he did indeed. So, welcome. Thank you for coming in. The main thing, we can talk about Clive Sullivan, that's cool, but yeah. I'm really interested in talking to you about um, writing, creative yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, and I will let you speak in a minute, but the reason I want to talk about that is because you contacted me to talk to tell me how cathartic you find writing, and I was like, wow, I want to discover that. So we haven't spoken much because I've deliberately saved it for this. Is that fair enough? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely, uh, that's very accurate, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast as well, I appreciate it. Oh, cool. So tell me about your, um, how did you get into creative writing, what is it about writing that interests you, and what does it um, what does it do then? What's what's the positive effect of it? There's a lot in there. Yeah. I think um, I got into creative writing like a lot of writers because I loved reading. Um, I loved reading as a as a child. I remember being read The Hobbit as a little boy. Okay, cool. Um, and it definitely you know got my imagination firing. And that's something that I've noticed a lot of writers they have a very positive relationship with reading as well as as well as writing. Uh, and I read so many stories and I wanted to write, have a go at writing my own and I did that as a young child and it's a thread throughout my whole life really and um, I was always encouraged as well, I had really good teachers who told me I was quite good at it um, yeah, yeah. and that, that kept me going really. Um, so that's like your passion isn't it? It is, yeah. When yeah. I spoke to you, we spoke about some other stuff which yeah. isn't really for the podcast um, and when you talk about writing your eyes light up. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like your face changes when you're yeah. talking about it. So what is it? How does it feel? I think um, it's strange because I think it evolves as as you, as you evolve as a person. You know, when I was a little little boy, I think I wrote just because it amused me. You know, it's it's funny to think about these things. And then as I've got older, it's you know life. You know, see the realities of life and the stresses of life encroach on you a little bit. I think. Writing allows you to get outside the everyday, you know, struggles in a way. And everyone's got those struggles, but you know, some people they read a book to escape. Some people write a book to escape. Some yeah. people go for a walk. Some people go for a run. But for me, it's just uh, it allows my imagination and my mind to to wander away from maybe more negative things. So it's like it is a form of escapism, then, really. Yeah. Because I feel like the. Um, I, I mean, maybe this is a personal thing, but I feel like the natural thing would be to to read a book to escape, and my natural inclination wouldn't be to write, mm. and yet you, and yet that that kind of is where it's taken you. Yeah. So when you're, what's the process like? How do you actually get into it? I'm trying to think of examples of things or tips that we could give to people out there, as in like who might be thinking. Where do I even start? Yeah, it's it's a tough one, really, and and I get that a lot. And I think 
I do genuinely believe that everyone's got the ability to write uh, within themselves. Um, to what levels, obviously, is variable, and everyone's not going to be J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to be J.K. Rowling. Maybe. Well, <laughs> who knows? But I do think everyone's got a story to tell. It could be it could be a non-fiction story, but it's still their story or or something. And I think write about something that you're passionate about, and yeah. just give it a go. You know, there's there's a few techniques you can use to get going. One that's really positive for mental health as well is called flash fiction. Okay. So for the listeners, you know, set a timer up on your phone, five minutes or three minutes or ten minutes if you want to challenge. Do something that's realistic, that feels realistic to you and uh, maybe get an image up on your computer or just look out the window and then set that timer and don't let the pen leave the page for that amount of time. Right. Um, You know, maybe describe what's out your window, maybe describe what's the image on your TV screen or computer screen or maybe just let your imagination run wild you know and forget about the spelling the punctuation the even if it's coherent it's just about getting you know we live in a society and I think we live in a lot of people are quite repressed and buttoned down and I feel like I'm like that sometimes and when I do that it's kind of like this release and this you know what it sounds like it sounds like um a form of mindfulness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, so if you're, because if you're, even like say three minutes, if you're going to write for three minutes, then I suppose if I was looking at a picture or I'm looking out the window now, you know, you're describing the shapes, the objects, the colours, the textures, the like, the smells, the, all those kind of senses type yeah. thing. And whilst you're engaged in that, you're not worrying about all the... Yeah, yeah. You haven't got all those anxieties that you might... Yeah. Is that fair? I think that's very accurate, yeah. I think it is a form of mindfulness, and it's worked for me. I know it works for other people. And the other interesting thing as well, it's never happened to me, but I've led uh, other people doing um, flash fiction. Yeah. And uh, they've read back some what they've written, and some of it's very deep and personal, and they've managed to articulate something that maybe they couldn't speak out loud they've, they've got something yeah. out of themselves in print that's interesting yeah and they'll, they'll read it out and I'll say they kind of come oh, you know you can see they've almost take this, taken themselves aback a bit a little bit and think where did that come from I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that I, that was on my mind or that was in my subconscious I wonder, I, wonder, I mean I suppose you could go in into in depth into uh the meanings of the things they write, and that <laughs> yeah. which might be a little bit darker, yeah. might be a bit scary. Um, but but anyway, the the whole kind of creative process. Um, one of the things that really sparked my interest when you approached me was um, that you said that when you're, you said something about when you're focused, when you're writing a book, the focus that it gives you, yeah, you get so engrossed. But not kind of to the detriment of other things. You, when you've got that focus, a lot of kind of worries or concerns you may have about other stuff kind of melt away. Yeah, yeah. And that. So, how did that happen with say the book? So about like true professionals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the important thing to mention as well is true professional is actually non-fiction, but it creative writing uh, can inform your non-fiction as well. You know, so yeah. I definitely used techniques I'd picked up in creative writing to, to write a non-fiction book and it has elements of it that have, uh, you know, they use a lot heavy, like, fictionalised elements, but, um, sorry, what were we going to no, say? I was going to say, but you, but you must have, like, so you must have done a lot of research. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and that's part of that focus, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it was almost like uh, when, I wrote, when I wrote True Professional, it's almost like being a state of mindfulness almost for like two, three months. It was, um, that's the happiest I've ever been in my whole life, to be honest It was almost like, um, I don't know, it was almost like I grew an extra brain or something. I just... Your eyes just lit up right then. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like you grew an extra brain. I, I, That's going to be the quote for this podcast. Yeah. Well, it was just like um, everything just seemed to be spin, you know, moving in the right direction. It was, I was doing all the research, I'd done all the research, but then it was it just all fit together and, and my mind was constantly going on about the book, but it was always positive. It was always more, had momentum and it was always moving forward and... Um, Everything as well, you know, just inspiration for the book. You know, you'd be walking across a field and you'd see, like, smell the grass or look at it in a certain light and you think, did Clive Sullivan see grass like that or did he... You know, and and just things like that. And it it really took myself outside my worries and my anxieties. I just love that. I love the fact... So, literally, it kind of seeped into every aspect of your day-to-day life kind of thing. Yeah. But but it sounds like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like it kind of was having this overarching kind of a focus on something that was like the biggest thing going on, certainly professionally, yeah. that was going on, you know, it wasn't the day to day going to your normal job kind of thing. Yeah. Um but it impacted on everything else. So yeah, it put it you in that do. mindset. Yeah. It's almost like um you know, it, it, it's strange because, uh, you know, prior to writing a book, I had um, something quite traumatic happen to me. Um, you know, I lost... Um, my first son was, was uh, stillborn, which was very traumatic. Um, and it was, you know, you, you feel like you're walking around in a bit of a daydream and that just seemed that like suddenly snapped me into back, into, back into life a little bit. And, wow. and, and everything just kind of... Um, it was almost like the, the previous six months had been so like muted, and then that's yeah. the, doing that, everything just kind of popped back into life. You know, all the, it was almost like turning on, you know, from a black and white TV to a colour one. Or, you really? Know, you know, it was it was it's hard to describe, and it my whole life improved really from writing that. And I think it's still giving me the strength uh, now, and you know, overall, I would say I'm an improved person from it. Yeah. Or my my experiences of life has improved. That is powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, like. That's a pretty incredible thing to to help you through something that's that kind of traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you say, in terms of carrying on and continuing continuing into the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, you know, you you approached me. Yeah. About about like um, not about coming on the podcast, but you yeah. approached me about the mental health work that yeah. you know I've been involved in. Yeah. And said, hey, I want to come and do some. Create, yeah. I could do some creative writing course mm. and like help some people and and I'm just like that's like magnets yeah. for me I was yeah. like yeah 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 come on come on let's go yeah. and do it let's do it um, so I mean that's a phenomenal thing that's the, the power of that but the, one of the things that I really like about it one of the things about um, writing or the fact that you've written a book I mean I held the book you've written in my hand <laughs> And I got—I mean, it was embarrassing, wasn't it? Because I was—it was almost—I was getting more and more starstruck. As I was <laughs> like, I'd never met you before, and I'd never read the book. But I was like, "That's you. That's your name <laughs> on the like." And yeah. I mean, it's such a—it's such a tangible thing to be proud of. Yeah. But at the same time, 
all of the kind of hard work and effort was prior to is prior to that, isn't it? Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about that I was really interested in, because this must be the same for other authors, is kind of you're not writing it for the finished product. You're not you're not only writing it for the finished product, are you? You're yeah. doing it for the process of yeah writing. I think um, and you've been very um, you know you've been you're a writer yourself, so I don't feel really like to get not published, but but. You, you you know about you know writing by you know about writing yourself and I think every writer you meet um, and this, this goes for me and, and every other writer I've met is um, they just they do love writing and um, the holding the book at the end is a phenomenal feeling and you know I've still got a picture of when I opened the box and I've got the picture wow. of me holding that book and, and it's a brilliant feeling but if I got goosebumps <laughs> literally thinking about that. If the the publishers said, you know what, we don't want it anymore, obviously I'd have been very disappointed, but I think I'd have come out of that experience knowing that I could have... Knowing what I'm capable of, you know, and yeah. mentally... Uh, when I say mentally, I mean the amount of hours I could put in, the amount of research I could put in, yeah. and fitting it together. So And now you're a millionaire, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all worth it in the end. One of the first things you said to me was, if you want to be, if you want to be a millionaire, don't be a writer. Like, no, no. I, mean, I mean, obviously it happens to some people, but, yeah. like, but again, one of the fascinations for me was, so um, you just mentioned, like, the I've written these two children's books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're... They're the good. I like Have you them. read them? Yeah, I've read oh, them, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, but, like, so yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, I sent them to you yeah. the, the other day, didn't I? Um, so, I was writing them very much focusing on my mental health. Yeah. You know, I was writing it as in, I'd read that this might help, so I did it. And yeah. I've done that with loads of different things. Yeah. I've done it, I've tried to do it with the food I eat, unsuccessfully. Um, <laughs> I've tried to do it with like reducing alcohol consumption. I've tried to do it with um, doing yoga, trying to do exercise. The um, people I spend time with. So, you know, trying to spend time with positive people and people that will affect me in a positive way. So it's another kind of, oh, so-and-so says that's good, I'll try it. And and the idea of the first one, I, children's book I wrote, just fell into my head. So I was just kind of wanted to write it. But the interesting thing was, halfway through, maybe not even halfway through, it started feeling like a school project to mm. me, as yeah. in, in a negative way, yeah. that I was thinking, oh, God, I need to finish that. Yeah. And then a, then a switch kind of flicked for me when I realised I didn't have to do it, I didn't have to finish it. There was no... It's the same thing as like reading when you, like I did a GCSE English and then A-level English yeah. and you're told to read whatever books, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and then you kind of, but then when you start reading for pleasure and you don't have to, you kind of go, oh, okay. And it opens this other world. Yeah. Similar kind of thing happened with the, with writing for me in that I started writing and was and then halfway through started thinking, this is really tedious, and I oh, I better go and do another page or whatever. And then I left it for quite a while, and then realised, hey, I don't have to do this, but I, I actually want to. Mm. And that, so I think, you know, a lot of things, unfortunately or fortunately, 
come out of when you're younger, when you so when you're at school. So the thought for some people of writing, and this is why I was so passionate about when you said uh, when you came when you approached me about doing the creative writing course, and I went, "You come on my podcast." <laughs> I um, I was like, "Yeah," because this is something that people might not think of. Yeah, it's actually something that's I don't know how many people out there write. Yeah. How many of your friends or family do you know that actually write for fun? Uh, very few, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit unique in my, in my circle of friends and family. I mean, I've since met other other friends that are very much writers. Mm. And they probably live that lifestyle more than me, to be honest with you. But um, in my immediate friends and family, it's, it's pretty much non-existent. Uh, but I'm never sh- entirely sure if that's people because people don't want to do it or people maybe feel a little bit self-conscious about doing it. Massively. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And I think it's things like, oh, but my grammar's rubbish. Oh, but my... You yeah. know, like... Yeah. And you said to... But, of course, if you get... If you're published, yeah. you must have, like, an editor that yeah, looks yeah. over that and... I mean... Well, I mean, creative writing is brilliant for two things because, one, it, it will actually improve your grammar and your spelling. And, yeah, of and, course. And on all that... If you are self-conscious about it, it's, a, it's the funnest way to, to learn that stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but then it also makes you realise that, you know, don't get me wrong, if you send something to, you know, Penguin and every, every other word is spelled incorrectly, you, know, you probably don't get that far, but you probably could, if it was good enough, you probably would overlook it to a certain extent. So it also, you know, I, don't, I, know, I know for a fact some people are very self-conscious about that level of written English and mm. the grammar and I work with people who terrify and stuff like that and it's a source of stress and anxiety for them and, and that, that can help you realise that the power of your ideas and the words that you want to use and you're more articulate, everyone's more articulate than they think they are. Yeah I suppose so, I mean, yeah. so, but for one thing it's a learning experience thing, yeah. so we literally your, your grammar's not, not going to get worse through doing this, is no, it? through no. practice. Um, and then the bit that I really like about it is this um, is this creative aspect and this kind of some of you falling out onto a page, mm. whatever your thoughts are, you know, because I mean, there's so many different genres of, you know, and there's fiction, non-fiction, there's, you know, different types of story and, um, and it can, and, but it's, it's essentially part of your personality that comes out in those words. Yeah. And that's one of the blocks I think people must have yeah. is because you... Um, I mean I'm speaking from personal experience you basically if you even if you just let someone read it let alone try and get it published you're showing someone part of you yeah. and you're opening yourself up to rejection mm. so I think it's incredibly brave to like go down that publishing route and um, put yourself out there because you it's then easier to look at criticism than it is to look at praise isn't it yeah yeah definitely so like so how was the book received for example i think it's interesting that and that's something that i I try to keep in mind what what other people don't write go through and that's probably the one thing that i do forget about is you know not to toot my own but i do get lots of published and it's very rare i get rejected so it's hard you know i have been rejected and i've had a lot of criticism in the past from a writing but that's tailored off a little, tapered off a little bit so it's, it's hard for me to think about but you know I think I, I know some friends who are very good writers who they never submit anything and they are worried about that and I think it, uh, it's a really good way of tackling self-esteem issues if you do submit things because 
if, it, if any editor or publisher worth of salt is always going to give you constructive feedback mm. uh, and even though it is easy and I, I'm guilty of it everyone's guilty of it you look for the negatives like you said but there's all, there should always be some positives in there and any any editor or publisher like I said that you would even want to deal with would give you positive feedback and also yeah. just trash your work and you know the Clive Sloan book uh, got really good feedback and it was a like Guardian Sports Book of the Year, which was pretty amazing. amazing. Uh, but some people emailed my publishers and said I spelt some people's names wrong, or there's like a fact that was slightly wrong. And yeah, you know, to be honest, like, it, it it did still bother me that people yeah. that there was little mistakes in there. Um, and you know, it's tough because it you know you still think about oh if I'd got that bit right. I'd so do you? But do you beat yourself up about that, or is the like the overwhelming thing is positive though, isn't it? Yeah, I think. It, it, overall I'm really positive about the book and it achieved what I wanted to achieve but there's some days where I do think about uh, the, the negative feedback it got which was very minimal mm. uh, but I think that's just to show people have this idea that when you're published or that suddenly you become you know above all this kind of you know you're just yeah. you're on like a pedestal and, and you're just kind of above all the well that's another issues, thing so. that's another interesting point yeah. because like you know you're when I think people get um, an image in their mind of what someone who's a published author or a pop star or an actor or whatever, and you think, oh, you know, if you just get to that point, everything else must just be amazing. Yeah. But of course, you're still you. Yeah. You're still doing the same, doing you know the same things every day and that. And like, hopefully, when I interview you in the future, when we meet in the future, and you can fit me into your busy schedule because you're <laughs> jetting around the world and things and, you know and you'll be like oh, I remember when it started on mental conversations <laughs> like um but so ho- hopefully you'll get to that point where it is something that you do and that is your living and that's you know but at the moment it's it's a beautiful thing because it's art it's something you're producing because of a passion and a drive and it's not you know, it's not for a paycheck, is yeah. my point. And that's the thing that I really like to kind of bring back to how, what tips and hints we can give to people. So I like the, what did you call it, flash? Flash fiction. I yeah. like the flash fiction. Yeah. Um, what do people do in terms of, um, well, how does it affect your confidence, just writing? Do you think it has it had an effect on your confidence? Yeah, I think it's given me something in my life that I know that I'm good at um, and even if you're not necessarily naturally good at it uh, I mean I had to, I've had to always had to work at it but if you do it and you enjoy it and maybe but you want but you want to get better or you feel like you need to improve it just gives you a goal to, to work towards so I do think that's a positive mm. thing you know it's it, it gives you something under and I think the other thing that's really important as well is it's completely under your control yeah. So you you write when you want. It's all about you, isn't it? Yeah, you write when you want, you write yeah. as much as you want, write about what you want. And the other thing is then, in terms of the research and things, so yeah. you said that you met with Clive Sullivan's widow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even that, that is a completely different skill set. Mm. That's a complete... So how was that? Yeah, I mean... As an that, experience. That, that, was, that was amazing, and that's the, that's the thing I'd say that enjoy... Probably the thing I enjoyed most about writing the class alone book was speaking to all the 
interviewing so many people who knew him and who were involved with rugby league, you know, in the 60s through to the 80s. Um, I mean, that was that was really a wonderful experience in terms of mental health because it was interacting with people and talking about something that we were all passionate about. You know, yeah. I do love rugby league, so. Um, and it was just like a wonderful few hours with people and a lot of them, those guys, a lot of the people I spoke to actually, you know, OAPs now, you know, they're, right. they're, they're like in the 60s, 70s, you know, so. It was, I it was, bet they it were was, loving it. Yeah, they, they loved it as well, it. you know, that the amount of people's guys' houses I went round to and they got the shirts out and the, the caps. And wow. It was, it felt so positive all around because they were talking about something that was meant so much to them. I think they appreciated that someone a bit younger were interested in. But these are stories. This is yeah. real life. You can yeah. almost touch it, can't you? Like it's, yeah. So I suppose that's the thing. So and I don't want to go into this too much in depth because I actually mentioned it on the last podcast. Um, yeah. So if anyone who's listening to these every week will go, oh, God, he's off again. Um, but I think I mentioned this to you briefly when we met. When I wrote one of the children's books that I've written... I went out and collected, you know, like a little plastic bag, different, like, leaves and things off the floor, and I was looking at the colours and the, how, like, I remember feeling how brittle one of these leaves was, and then I started, so when I was then writing, I started, I was writing about a mouse, and I said, you know, that she was crunching through the leaves, and that's because yeah. I'd played with this leaf. Yeah. So, yes, it's not meeting up with, with a real-life person um, who, who's telling you stories, but it's getting your inspiration and things through through real life. Yeah. So it wasn't just a case of right. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. Yeah. It was okay. Well, I know I'm going to be writing about a mouse walking through the woods. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the woods and I'm going to smell the air and I'm going to see what it feels like and the temperature and the and the colours and and all of those things. Yeah. And then I can then when I write those words, I'm going to be picturing mm. where I was earlier, and I'm yeah. going to be picturing this fictional character walking through the woods. Yeah. So for me, you talking to me and saying what what you've just said as well kind of has crystallised that a bit as when it comes to creative writing, whether it be fictional or um, non-fiction, it's the kind of the research aspect. Mm. has a part to play in it as well yeah yeah I think um, you know from a mental health perspective you're getting you know you, it's again goes to almost like that mindfulness idea that you, you you're getting out of your own mind you know for me when I have a lot of anxiety or depression or mental health issues the world becomes a lot smaller yeah. a smaller place you, you get stuck in your own head absolutely if you go speak to someone who explain you know the stories have told me it was almost, you know, it's like uh, what they say, the past is a foreign country, they do things differently there. Well, you know, speaking to some guy who played rugby league 40 years ago, you know, if you're having a, if you're feeling within yourself and you're having a bad day mentally, speaking to that, it just opens up this whole new world for you. And, you can, and same for you, you know, guy like in nature, you, and, and you can write about whatever you want to write about, and if you've got a passion for something, you can almost... You know, if you want to write, if you love fishing, you want to write a story about fishing. Yeah. Probably, it'll probably rekindle your love of fishing. In yeah. So instead of being feeling within yourself and feeling. So there's a knock-on effect. Yeah. And like a a, a kind of expansive yeah. effect of how your world becomes. Hundred percent. Because like, so I write. I'm writing about a mouse walking through the woods. I remember getting down on my hands and knees, mm. 
and think just to see what the world looked like from yeah. the perspective of a mouse. Yeah. And it's like I was writing a children's book that I was attempting to be funny, you know. Yeah. So it I was funny. So yeah, thank you. So I, so like I was kind of and I, in fact I have had a, an eight year old read it who kept who then kept quoting it back to me. So they thought they because they thought it was very funny. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of hit the mark with eight year olds, I think. Um, but it was that kind of. You just said to me then if you if you're interested in fishing, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah jump in a lake, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's kind of it, it's stuff that makes you go and do other stuff, yeah. and I guess that's my whole that was my whole perspective when you came to me, and I was like, I've got to get this guy on the podcast because I want to talk about how it's something that wouldn't be the first thing that came into my mind as helping someone's mental health, yeah, and the way you described that then that yes, absolutely, if you're struggling with anxiety, depression. Physically, your body, meanwhile for me, I hold myself, I cross my arms, my yeah. shoulders go up, but tense up. I become a much smaller person. Mm. And when you're in the kind of flow and you're excited and you're energised, you you're a lot bigger and relaxed. And yeah. So I love that. I absolutely love that. I suppose it goes around to what you were saying about, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to make yourself be vulnerable in a way to write. You've got to open yourself up and... To, to, to reveal yourself but you've also got to open yourself up to to the world as well to yeah to be able to um, interpret it to, to put down in print so. 100% yeah. so um, one of the things I said to you before we started this was you're not going to believe how quickly the time goes <laughs> and we're nearly up the time's yeah. nearly up so but before before we finish I wanted to ask you um, I want you to, I want to give you the opportunity to plug your Books. So, what what are the books you've written then? Uh, the first was just called "In This Together," and it was the the story of Coventry Bears. Um, there was kind of like a call them a pub team is not quite accurate, but there was a very small scale team who, thanks to a pretty remarkable man who owned them, uh, managed to get them all the way up to a semi professional level. Okay. Uh, so I kind of spent a season with them uh, when I could uh, around work. Just following the progress, really, and I, I made some lifelong friends, and it, that that book did quite well. It's available, you know, on all reputable book books. So, what's it called again? In this together. And your name's James Oddy. It is, yeah. O double D Y. Yeah, not like Bill Oddy. Uh, it's slightly <laughs> different. Uh, but that that book was quite well reviewed. Uh, Ray, if you like rugby league, Ray French liked it. He was a big fan. Great. Um, and then the other book was what you mentioned, was True Professional by, which is another story, the Clive Sullivan story, which. Uh, is is a better book in my opinion. I think they both got the merits, but that was much better received. And and I think its themes are a little bit broader and a little bit more of interest. Even if you don't like rugby league, Clive Sullivan's an inspirational figure. So yeah, you know, oh, go and read about his um, his journey really through life, which was amazing. Yeah, what he did. And uh, anything coming up? Anything on the horizon? What are you are you working on? Anything now? Uh, I've got quite a few um, offers to do other things, but. If you are in the Leeds area, uh, I'm doing a, a event on the 24th of June called Take a Yorkshire Right at Home at Hyde Park Book Club, um, and I'm, I'm writing something sp special just for that, a little essay uh, about sport and fatherhood. Um, the guy who runs it he asked me to write something special cool. for it, so 
If you want to hear some and fatherhood being because uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a relatively new dad. So yeah, congratulations. So thank you. And uh, so if you're really desperate to hear some new material, then I will be. <laughs> I'm in the process of writing something for that at the minute. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So Look, I mean, I I can't tell you how um, grateful I am for you coming on. And we deliberately didn't talk a lot before because I didn't want to have spoken about it all before we actually got here. But yeah. I really appreciate your honesty and. Some of the stuff you said, really heartfelt, really personal stuff. So thank yeah. you for that. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And for you lot out there, um, thank you for listening, as always. Um, it's been fun. And uh, please follow me on Twitter, at MentalComs, that's M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S, and Mental Conversations on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on there. And I'll look forward to uh, speaking to someone else next time and uh, for you guys listening. Thanks ever so much, James. Thanks.